This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Time to talk travel on 2NURFM 103.7. I'm Jane Klein. Sally Lucas is with us again today. And Sally, something that is actually making us think a bit about travel at the moment is swine flu. There's been a couple of cases confirmed in Australia this week. Yes, there has, Jane. And, I mean, we've had various different flus in the past, as we all know, with the avian or bird flu and SARS and so on. So this is another one, but I don't think it's re- reached, rather, the pandemic or epidemic proportions that they originally thought it was going to. So I think we can be fairly well um, you know, rested that people are handling this and are on top of it quite quickly. Um, even though, I mean, we have had apparently 79 deaths worldwide. When you consider that Mexico had over you know, nearly 4,000 cases and most of the deaths were there. So it's, the other deaths elsewhere have been pretty few and far between, even though we, mm. we've only had a few f- confirmed cases here, Jane. But just to let people know, there, there are websites you can have a look at if you wish. Um, there's the Travel Doctor website, which you can always go on to. Um, there's www.traveldoctor.com.au. And there's a new website that has been launched by Health Service Australia this week, which is www.flu. FLU threat, T-H-R-E-A-T, or one word, .com.au. The main thing is with health always, not just with this swine flu, of course, but to check when you're going to a country. Make sure there's been no outbreaks of anything. If it's wise that you have a flu vax before you go, have a flu vax. Make sure your hep shots are up to date. You can get hepatitis anywhere. You can get it at home. You don't have to be going to a third world country. Your tetanus, you know, all those things. Not talking about the inoculations that might be on top of that that are required for certain countries, which, of course, you have to check as well if you're going to parts of South America, Africa, where you might need malaria or yellow fever, typhus, etc. But yeah, just always check. But I, I said I wouldn't be so worried at the moment. Even cruise companies are now are cruising back into Mexico, so it is all considered to be under control. But obviously, always check your, any of those websites before you go and make sure that you're up to date with your own health issues before you go as well. And I just thought we'd talk today, Jane, a bit about travel tips and preparing for your trip, you know, making sure that you've got everything in order before you go. And we all want to know that we're going to have a wonderful holiday while we're away, but you also want to know you've left everything as it should be behind as well. And we've talked before about this, but like keeping photocopies of all your documents. Um, Take some with you if you wish, um, or if you can have them on a portable computer, you could always do that. But if you do take them in a paper form, obviously keep them separate to where your original documents are. Have a set at home. If you've booked with a travel agent, your travel agent usually will always keep a a record of your passport and credit card details on file anyway. So you can always have that backup of your travel agent as well. Um, But with travel insurance too, a lot of people... um, Use a credit card to pay for a trip these days because it offers free insurance. Just be pretty careful with that one. Um, make sure you ask to see a copy of the policy before you go to make sure it covers you exactly what you need to be covered for when you're away. Sometimes with free insurance, you're not getting quite as comprehensive a cover as with a bought travel insurance policy. So always check that and then check with your travel agent You know what sort of policies they offer. And there are certain websites like www.travelinsurance.com.au we can go and compare as well. Um, the main thing is a lot of countries now are actually insisting you show a travel insurance certificate or copy of an emergency assistance card, which you're usually given to travel with when you enter a country. They don't want you to be um, uh, you know, a problem for them 
them and their health system. So they want to know that they, you are actually covered financially if anything happens to you in their country medically. So just be careful of that one. It's a really important thing. We can't go without insurance, as we've said before. It's just not even worth considering. And there's certain things that you've got to know that, and you might want to think about it, but if someone deceases overseas, you want to make sure that your insurance covers repatriating their remains to Australia or bringing the person back if they're extremely ill by air ambulance or whatever means. So there's lots of things to consider. You've got to remember when you're travelling, you're going away to different climes, different countries. They've all got different rules and regulations too about what you can do when you're there with, with a person's body. And also when we're talking about this now, we should be talking about safety owing to what has happened recently to the young woman from Melbourne in Thailand. Now, it might have been a prank by her her girlfriends. We don't really know that. They're saying that's what it is. On the other hand, people are saying the size of the bar mat, she must have felt the weight of it in her bag. There's other comments saying that she tried to run away from police and wasn't being very polite and so on. Now, whether all this is true or not, when you're travelling to another country, be on your best behaviour, obviously. You don't always know that what might be a minimal crime here could be a major crime over there. And unless you're aware of those countries' rules and regulations, just stay within your normal limits. Don't do something silly. I mean, it can end you in all sorts of bother, as we've just seen with this poor young woman and her four daughters still at home. I mean, hopefully now it is all being resolved and she'll be home shortly. But it would have been a very, very scary experience to be in jail for what we would consider a pretty minor misdemeanour. And then even though she's out on bail now, it looks like she's going to get a passport back because the governor of Phuket has stepped in. Obviously, this is going to harm tourism if they don't you know, keep an eye on this sort of thing where things get a little bit out of control. But just always remember, you know, you're in someone else's country. Be courteous, be aware of their laws. And if you're not sure of their law, well, obviously you don't do anything that's going to maybe break the law if you're not sure. So just stay safe when you travel. Be aware of your belongings. Don't have a you know, name camera hanging over your shoulder or don't be an obvious tourist as well but also you know be very aware of where you are and all your belongings and how you behave and respecting other people absolutely be courteous be respectful at all times to nurfm 103.7 and thanks to our sponsor travel world on king we're talking travel and sally you've promised us a trip to india i have jane and i think it's one of those countries that opens up all sorts of uh, fascinating, I guess, ideas and colours to us because we see how colourful, every time we see any phot- photography of India, the uh, the women's beautiful saris, the colours they wear, um, the spices in the markets. They have a festival and fair every other day. They're famous for their festivals and fairs, from camel fairs to anything, you know. So I think it's a very colourful destination to go to. And what they've done now, rail journeys, I guess, worldwide have increased over the last decade or so, where we have some very, very interesting, fascinating rail journeys we can participate in. And these are luxury ones we're talking about now at the moment too. So they have introduced into India a new luxury train. And um, it's just been launched in Australia um, by a company called Tempo Holidays, who are going to be representing this particular train service called the Maharajas Express. And bookings open and they start in January 2010. Um, the train will operate from Mumbai to Delhi over eight days and then from Delhi to Kolkata over seven days. And then from Kolkata, the train will operate southbound journeys over the same sectors. Now, it's a 24-carriage train. 
it's supposed to be absolutely unique in its terms of quality, comfort, etc., collusions and itinerary, and setting a new standard for exploring India by rail. It'll be something that they've never really been able to offer the public before. I guess we're used to seeing the crowded trains with people on roofs and hanging off doors and backs and fronts of trains. So this is certainly something totally different for India. So it's going to be a very stylish product, and it'll be really exciting to travel through a country that's so rich in history and cultures and food and scenery and just to sit back. I think train journeys do that, don't they? You, you sit back and watch the world go by. I know even when I've railed through Europe, it's a wonderful experience and far, far relaxing as well from, you know, if you're wanting to drive or do it some other way. And of course, flying, you're not getting to see what's on the ground at all. So, um, and I think they're trying to give you an idea of how the Maharajas of old may have, you know, travelled throughout India in their days of opulence. Um, the train is actually operated by Royal India Rail Tours, which is a joint venture of the Indian, Indian Railway Catering and Tourism Corporation and the tourism arm of the state-owned Indian Railways. So that's very interesting. And the premier travel company, Cox & Kings, actually owns Tempo Holidays, so hence the Tempo Holidays in, involvement in this. But it's the first luxury train that boasts of four uh, distinct configurations. It's got five deluxe carriages, each with four cabins, six junior suite cabins, each with three cabins, carriages rather with three cabins, and two suite carriages, each with two suites, and finally, one presidential suite exclusive in one carriage. One whole carriage to you and your... One whole carriage. Mm. Can you imagine it? So you've got everything that you would expect almost in a hotel with temperate controls, LCD, TV, in-house movies, live programs, DVD players. Who would need all that when you've got the world outside your window, I would beg to say. Yes. But maybe in the evening you might find like to do that. But I prefer to dine and, and chat, I think, with the people on board because you, you meet fascinating people on rail journeys, I must say. And um, there's always, a, I'm sure, an exciting and interesting conversation to be had around a bar or a lounge or, or over a meal. So this train's going to offer butler service. They're going to have celebrity chefs and guest lecturers and all sorts of things available and then when you do the excursions to the cities, villages, you know, palaces, forts, etc., um, these will all be done um, by, you know, limousines or jeeps if it's for wildlife parks and um, desert trips, etc. So you do have several stops along the way. You so do, you absolutely. Yes, happening. and I'll be excited to see these itineraries. They should be out soon. We haven't got the full program, obviously, on this because it's not starting till next year, but the, it includes all meals, including wine and beer with dinner, all escorted excursions and um, all complimentary tea, coffee, etc., and porterage at all the railway stations. The length of those journeys really does underline how big the country is. It is, and until you look at a map of India, I think you don't realise, and of course you've got to remember it stretches from the Himalayas in the north way down to beyond Goa in the south where you've got... It's like us in a sense, isn't it, how we Going range to, yes, to, to the other yes. end of the extreme and they do the same. You've got the wonderful mountains to the north and the hillside areas of India down to your beachside beautiful suburbs and cities to the to the south. So it's quite a, um, yes, a mix a lot of, of contrast. A lot of contrast and a lot of history in India. A lot of history. I mean, they're huge teeming cities, which, you know, it's hard for us to comprehend when we're such a small country, population really, population-wise, not size-wise. Um, and they have to live and cope with their conditions on a day-to-day -day basis, with living with millions of people. And as they've talked about before, how they have these wonderful people with their little meals on their shoulders and all in levels of trays, that they deliver meals all around the offices, and they never get one wrong. They're all, most of the people that live in the slums and provide 
provide, you know, the cups of chai or whatever it is. And they do delivery all around the city every day, you know, of delivering meals, hot and tasty, never incorrect. It's just amazing what they can do with so many million people. You think, you know, wow, how do they survive? And but, each person is a person still. Well, they are, absolutely. Mm. So, yes, that'll be a fascinating way to travel through India starting next year. If I could just end up with one more little quote. One's destination is never a place but a new way of looking at things. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, and everybody, enjoy your travel. We'll be back talking travel next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM 103.7.